We are learning Daf Samach Aleph. We're starting from five lines down where the Gemara says, We've been discussing uh, the different understandings of language regarding time. So if a person said, you know, I'm not going to eat some, I'm not going to have wine today, it might be different if he said, Hayom, Yom, Yom Echad, all these different ideas. If a person says Shabbos, it includes the Shabbos. We had Rosh Chodesh um, not being included in the month. A year goes only until Rosh Hashanah. If a person said a seven-year cycle, it includes the Shemitah. So now the Gemara wonders, What if somebody says, wine should be a koneim to me, that I won't taste it for a yovel? So just to clarify, yovel is the 50th year in, this, in the cycle. So you have seven Shemitahs. After the seventh Shemitah, you then have the 50th year is yovel. So what the Gemara is trying to figure out is what year, what, what, when does the, the, nether, the nether end? Will it end after the 50th year or after the 49th year? Do I say, the 50th year, the Yovel year, is part of the preceding cycle. So therefore, it's like the year before and it's within the time frame of the nether. Oh, maybe the, the Yovel year itself is considered the first year of the next cycle. And therefore, it's treated like the 51st year, just as the 51st year is not included in the nether. So too, the 50th year would not be included in the, the nether. So if I say, until the Yovel, what does what happens during the Yovel year itself? Is it mutter or is it Asr? So the Gemara says, Tashmat, the time of the Rebut of Rabbanon. Let's bring that actually it's Machlogas Tanami to Rebut and the Rabbanon. The Pasuk says, You should make Kadosh, you should sanctify the 50th year, it should be a Yovel. So we explain, this is the Chachamim's opinion. When it comes to Shemitah, you count the Yovel year as a 50th year. But you don't count the Yovel year as the end of the Shemitah cycle and as the, and as the first year of the next cycle. So what the Pasuk is emphasizing, as we're saying, is that the 50th year is the Yovel, is that that 50th year, which is Yovel, is not the first year of the next cycle. From here, we that the Yovel year is not counted as one of the seven years of the Shemitah cycle. So basically, you're going to have a Shemitah year in year 49. You'll have the Yovel year in year, in year 50. Only the next year, year 51, will be year one of the next of the Shemitah cycle. In other words, don't tell me that the Yovel year is also, it's doubling. It's the 50th year, but it's also the first year of the next cycle. Do not say that. Rather, the Pasuk is emphasizing that the 50th year is, is only considered the year of Yovel, but it's not considered the first year in regard to the next Shemitah cycle. That's the Chacham. He says the Yovel year is considered one of the seven years coming up. The 50th year, it is after the seven complete Shemitah cycles. That's true, it's year 50, but it's also the first year of the uh, of the next Shemitah cycle. So it has a double count. It's year 50, and it's also part of the next cycle. So what does it have to do with us? It comes out that according to the Rabbanon, that the 50th year is not counted towards the next towards the next Shemitah cycle. Yovel should be viewed as part of the preceding cycle. Whereas according to Rabbi Yudha, that Yovel is year one of the next cycle, then we should look, our perspective at Yovel should be that it's the beginning towards the next cycle of, Shav, of, of, of Shemitah. So that now would play out if a person said, I'm making a neder for this Yovel. If you hold, like Rabbi Yehuda, that the Yovel is part of the next cycle, so then as soon as the 50th year comes, he is permitted, Yovel is part of the following cycle. Whereas if you hold, like the Rabbanon, that the Yovel, that the Yovel is not the first year of the next count, then it would be part of the preceding cycle, and in fact, it would be included in his 
the term of his nether. Now the Gemara just clarifies this machlok is rebuked in the Rabbanon. Amalod rebuked in the Rabbanon. It says rebuked Hari Omer. What does the Pasuk say? Sheishan tizrasadecha. There's always supposed to be six years when you work. And then the seventh year is Shemitah. Ve'inkan elachamish. Whereas in this case, in this case of Yovel, in your view, Rabbi Yehuda, that Yovel, when you obviously can't work your field, is also the first, the first year of the Shemitah count. Then there's only going to be five consecutive years when you can work. Because what do you have here? You have the Yovel, which is year one of the cycle when you cannot work. Then you're only going to have two through six, which is five years. And then year seven of Shemitah. So how could the Pasuk unequivocally say that there's always six years when you plant your field? That's not true. Not every cycle of Shemitah will have six years. Some years of, some cycles of Shemitah will only have five years. The year, the cycle when, when Yovo falls, since it's year one in Rabbi Yudah's view, there's only going to be five years that you're able to plant. So Rabbi Yudah responds, Rabbi Yudah says back to the Rabbanon, according to your opinion, Hare Omar, what does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says, just referring to the context here, the Pasuk is talking about someone who is nervous, somebody who is nervous about, about what they're going to eat because of the Shemitah, the implications of Shemitah not being able to work the ground. So what does it say? The person is going to say, what are we going to eat in the seventh year? If we're not, we're not planting, what are we going to eat? So the Torah says, I'm going to give bracha. And what's going to happen? The, the sixth year crop will produce enough for three years. What's the explanation? You'll have what to eat in the sixth year from the crop during Shemitah as well. will produce enough. And then it will produce enough for the eighth year before, but in time, before you would have time to harvest the new crop that you're going to plant and grow and then eventually harvest in the eighth year, the, 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 you'll, you'll still be eating from the sixth year's crop. So the sixth year's crop has to do enough for three years, for itself, for the sixth year, for the Shemitah, and for the eighth year before you're able to harvest the new crop of the eighth year. So the Pasuk says, also says it's, that it's sufficient for three years, but in the Yovel scenario, Harikan Arba, it has to be enough for four years because you have the sixth year of year 48, you have the Shemitah of year 49, you have the Yovel of 50, and then you also have the next, um, the next year until, until the harvest is ready. So it has to have enough for all of that. So, 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 that, so that, that according to what you're saying, that difficulty should apply. What are we going to say? So in other words, the question is, how can the Pasuk say there's enough for three years if sometimes there really needs to be, when Yovel follows the Shemitah, there are four years and therefore the Pasuk should have to guarantee that there should be four. What do we have to say? You have to say the Pasuk's not talking about all scenarios. When the Pasuk says that it will be enough for three years, you're right. It's not referring to the scenario when there's going to be a Yovel. When there's going to be a Yovel in that cycle, in a Hanami, then there would actually have to be enough for four years. And the Pasuk is only referring, when it says three years, it's referring to normal Shemitah cycles. So if so, so my Pasuk also can refer to most Shemitah cycles. So in other words, what he's saying to them is, in the same way in this Pasuk, we have to interpret that it's only talking about most years when it says that the bracha will be there for three years. So then so too in this other Pasuk, we can, we, we can say that it's only talking about um, most years. So in conclusion, Rabbi Yehuda Shita, is, uh, is that the Yovel is also the first year of the following cycle. The Rabbanon disagree. The Rabbanon say that the, the, the Yovel is a, is a break between cycles and it's still really part of the preceding cycle. And only the next year, 51, is when the count resumes. And the Nafkamina is by us, by Nadarim. When a person says, I'm also until the, until the Yovel, according to the Rabbanon, it goes, it, it, it goes through the Yovel year. According to Rabbi Yudah, it stops as soon as the Yovel year comes. Okay, then we go back and we said Ada Pesach Asr. So we had different different nuschos that we use in the Mishnah. Person says until Pesach. So then we said 
only goes it only it only goes until Pesach starts. Ache hey Pesach is until Pesach is over. But what if somebody said Ad Pnei Pesach? So there's different things about what Ad Pnei means. Reb Meir said it's also only until Pesach. Reb Yossi said it's also until Pesach is finished. So what's the question? The question is: Would a person use language in a way which would leave an uncertainty in their language? Ad Pnei means until the passing of something of Pesach. So if a person was comfortable using ambiguity in their words, which it seems to be Reb Yossi, so we don't know which moment of Pesach passing he's referring to. Any moment of Pesach could be the that is Nether is referring to. We don't know what that is. So, so, so it could be anything. So we have to say that, 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 that it's not practically permitted until the very end when we are, when we are absolutely certain that uh, at the very end, when we're absolutely certain that, that, that the moment of Pesach that has passed is, that he's referring to is gone. Whereas Ramayor says a person would never get himself into such a complicated language. He would never do that. He would never use language in such a complex way, which we don't know which moment he's referring to. Since he would never get into that, if he said, Pesach, he probably just means the moment of passing that now will make it, that will now make a Pesach, meaning the eve of Pesach. So basically the Machlokas is, Rabbi Meir holds a person who won't use language to get himself into a uncertain scenario. And Rabbi Yossi holds that a person would. So therefore, practically, if a person says, Pesach, Rabbi Meir is going to hold its mutter as soon as Pesach comes. Rabbi Yossi will say it's mutter only after Pesach. So it's like the Gemara, the members of Rabbi Meir, sovereign. you see from here that Rabbi Meir holds the Mayan Ishnafshay, let's fake up, person won't bring himself into an, on an uncertain position using language. Rabbi Yossi, sovereign, Malan Ishnafshay, fake up, Rabbi Yossi holds that a person would. That's what it sounds like the Machalikas is. But look at this Mishnah, Mishnah Kedushim, Mishnah, a person has two different sets of daughters from two different wives. So a person has two wives, and from each wife, he's got two daughters. But Amar, and he says, He says, I made a Kedushin, which a father can do. I did it for the Gedola, the older one, to a certain person, he claims. But he says, I don't know him, I don't know if it was the daughter, I don't know who, I just said for the Gedola, so who's the, who's the Gedola? There are different possibilities what he meant when he meant the older girl. Does he mean the oldest girl of the older set? Or he could have meant something different. Maybe he's referring to the younger set of daughters, the older girl of the younger set. Or maybe he meant a third possibility, he's the younger girl of the elder daughters. And I, how is she the older one? She's still older than the oldest of the younger daughters. So she could be an older daughter. So in this scenario, there are, there are so many different possibilities of what he meant by being Mekadish, the older daughter. And we don't know. There's total uncertainty from his words. So we don't know which one is married. So Kulunasurus, all the daughters are also to marry anybody. Any one of the daughters might be the one that he was Mekadish. In other words, his Kedushim was just for the Gedola. And it's unspecified. It's totally uncertain which one it was, it was intended for. If so, they're all Asr. Except for the youngest of the younger. The youngest of the younger daughters, there's no way she could be called the older daughter. But besides for the youngest of the, older, of the, of the uh, youngest of the younger daughters, all the rest of the, of, of the girls might be included in the possibility that they were betrothed. And therefore, they are all forbidden to marry. These are the words of Ramer. Rabbi says, Kulan Mutaras. Actually, all the daughters are mutter to marry other people. Chut except for the eldest of the older daughters. And as we are certain that when the father is Makadash the Gedola, he for sure meant the one who is absolutely the oldest daughter, the one that unequivocally, no questions, it's like obvious that she's called the Gedola. So what's Pshad in the Machlokas? Rabbi Yossi holds a person's not going to use language in a way which will be ambiguous. Whereas Rabbi Meir holds a person wouldn't use language which would bring him into uncertainty. So according to our mayor, that a person would, bring, would use language in a way that would bring him into uncertainty when he was Makadish, the older daughter. So we don't know who he meant. He meant so many things. Rabbi Yossi says a person doesn't use language in a way that brings him into ambiguity. So therefore we know when he said the older, the Gedola, he meant 
the, uh, the oldest of the older daughters. So there's no way he meant anything else. So we see Mamish the opposite of what's going on in our mission. On our mission, when a person says, Ramir says a person's not going to bring himself into ambiguity. Therefore, he's Mutter as soon as Pesach starts. And we're saying, no, he will. We don't know which moment of Pesach is referring to. So practically, it's only Mutter at the end. So it's Mamish Astira and Ramir and Rabbi So Rabbi Chanin, Rabbi our mission has to be flipped around. You're right. The view that was really said by Rabbi Meir in our mission was really said by Rabbi Yossi. And the thing that Rabbi Yossi said was really said by Rabbi Meir, meaning we're keeping the way that we see it in the Mishnah and Kedushin, and we're swapping the opinions in our Mishnah. And the reason we do that is because we have a Brisa which backs that up. As it says in the Brisa, whenever we have an event, like a time that's set, like Pesach, right? Pesach, we know exactly when it's coming. It always continues for, 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 for seven days as a specific, a set time. And he said it should be Ad Pnei until the, the Lefnei of Pesach. Rameir Omer Achiyetze, it's Aser until it's over. Until it comes. So in this price, it's Mamsha opposite. Rameir is saying what Rabbi Yossi said in our Mishnah, and Rabbi Yossi is saying what Rameir said in the Mishnah. So that's why we assume that the Mishnah was backwards, and really, we're coming out, then Rameir is the one who says that a person would use language and put himself in, a, in an uncertainty, and therefore it's only Mother after Pesach. Just like Rameir holds up by the daughters, only the youngest daughter is permitted, but all the rest of them might be married. Rabbi Yossi is the one that says a person will not use language in an uncertain way. And, 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 and therefore, only we know for sure he meant the older daughter, and we know for sure he only meant until Pesach. Continues the Mishnah, a person answers wine, or he answers a, 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 an item until the katsir. So katsir is a term for, for, for the cutting, usually referred to in, with grain, when a person cuts. Or arabatsir. Batsir is usually a language of harvest that's used by grapes. Arabatsir. Masik is also a harvest, but that's used by Allah. It's interesting in Hebrew, that harvest, like the cutting of them, each different species that you cut has different, has different uh, word that's, that's used for it. Katsir is usually with grain, butter is for the grapes, Masik is for the olives. So in all these cases, it's only there until it starts, the start of the harvest. But what's the idea? Why is it? Maybe, maybe when he's saying it, it goes through the end. The Mishnah explains that it's real kosher, it's If there's a set duration for the time, like we said, Pesach is always seven, seven days. So if he said it should be there until it comes, it's also only until it, it, only until it comes. But Hey, if you said until in, 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 until it will until it is that time, also until it concludes. Like that's what we said by Pesach. Pesach is a set time, so there's a, there's always seven days. So there's a distinction if a person says until Pesach or until it is Pesach. If he says it is until Pesach, he's mutter as soon as Pesach comes. But as if he said it's in, also until it is Pesach. It's also until Pesach is over. In contrast, whenever it doesn't have a set time, like the harvest, it's undetermined. We don't know. It varies. We don't know how long exactly it's going to be. So then, whether he said it should be until it is, or he said until it arrives, it's only also until it arrives. That's the idea that by these harvesting, where it doesn't have a set amount of time, then we assume that no one would ever have an open-ended commitment. We don't know how long it's going to be. That's the basic idea. So therefore, if he says, even if he says, we assume it's only until the start of the harvest. So by Pesach, where it's a set time in seven days. So if a person says until it is, we could say it's also until, it's the, until the end of Pesach. Whereas, whereas by the harvest, it doesn't work like that. Even, to, even though he said until it is, it's mutter as soon as it arrives. Another example of this, arakayetz. So kayetz, you know, it means like, oh, summer. But really, kayetz means to cut the figs. So it means like a picking, but, but the figs, the reason it's called that, figs are usually cut by hand. Um, just, you know, you take your hand as, as opposed to using a cleat to cut, uh, which we'll see in a second. We'll get more into that chilek. So kayets, when a person cuts something with their hands, is a reference to the figs, achiyah kayets, or even if he said until it is the fig harvest. So what is the halacha? He's also in both cases, only until people start 
the harvest. They start bringing the fruits in the, in the, in, in the baskets, which is the beginning of the harvest. Because again, that since it's, it's, it's how long the harvest takes, there's no set time. The duration will vary from year to year. So therefore, we don't assume a person would bring himself into that. So the nether expires as soon as the harvest is beginning. Even if, he's, even if the person said, until it is, we still assume that it's mutter as soon as the harvest will begin. But what if a person specifically says until it passes after? So then taka for sure. There's no there's no question that he's saying it's only until it's over. And therefore it's also until the people who are doing the harvest they put away they put away the knives and they throw them away. So what are these knives? So basically what they would do is when after they would take they would pick the figs. So then when they they would trim them down and they and they cut them into a way to stack them together. So it's basically when they, when the last of the figs have been dried and collected. Now this thing is all is all is all finished up, and that's the way we refer to this time as Shapil Hamuksos. So that's all what the person said specifically. Shiyavar when it passes. Then on the Bryce, which just clarified something we said. When we say we said about the kayats, and we said the basket, we're talking about the basket of figs, and not of grapes. In other words, when our mission was saying out of kayats until the picking, and it said the fruit. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the picking of figs, and the, therefore the, the the people using the baskets for the figs. And the reason is is because grapes. Usually people, it's not kayats, they don't usually do it with their hand. Kayats is usually, uh, kayats, which implies hands, which is a reference to figs, which people cut with their hands. Whereas grapes, people cut with kalim, with implements, and it's at a later point, and it's, it doesn't refer to that. So even though the mission didn't speak that out black and white, the price is elaborating. Out of kayats means the fig harvest. Tanya, it says in a bride, so Hanodemi Paris someone who said, I'm not going to have the fruits of the kayats. So therefore, we say the same thing. Kayats means reference to the figs, and also Elabdainim, because again, grapes are cut with a cleat. Right. Uh, the other view, no, grapes are included in the same category as figs. What's the pshat? My time down comma. What is the down comma hold? He said figs are usually picked by the hand. Grapes are not picked by the hand. Grapes are cut. Um, cut from the vine using an, a knife. So therefore, kayats, which is like picking with the hands, that only applies to figs, but not to grapes. Grapes as well. If the, st- if the stem is totally dried out, sometimes you can use your hand and you don't need and you don't need a cleave. So therefore, the nether can refer to grapes as well. So bottom line is, everybody agrees that kayats has a lotion of hand picking. The question just is, is are grapes included in that? That's a machlokes atanoam if grapes are ever hand picked.